Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. And uh, let's just define once again heart knowledge. Uh, Heart knowledge versus head knowledge. You see, head knowledge is to merely know things about God. Head knowledge is you having intellectual information about God, and there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, we want to have intellectual information about God. We want to know uh, things about God, you see. But the difference between head knowledge and heart knowledge is that when your head knowledge becomes heart knowledge, that's when God becomes a living reality in your heart. That's when you no longer merely know things about God, but man, no, God is, is real in your heart. You see, there's something powerful that happens in the life of a believer when God becomes more real to you than your problems. God becomes more real to you than the health challenge. God becomes more real to you than that financial challenge. God becomes more real to you than that marriage issue. Now, what Satan wants you to think is that, you know, Alex, that's a nice thing to say, but that's never going to happen. Or Satan wants you to think that there are certain special anointed people in the body of Christ, and it might, you know, happen for them, but certainly that's not going to happen for me. But friend, what I'm here to tell you today is that this is actually supposed to be the normal Christian experience. In fact, we're going to look at eventually at, at, at the Apostle Paul, where he said, uh, that that's that's really what what it was all about for him, where he said simply that I might know him. You know, he summed up his entire Christian life as that I might know him. And so I want you to know that that is the very essence and the very core of of what this life is is all about. You see, uh, there's there's uh, something very powerful that happens, as I said, when God becomes that real to you, and 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 you know that's what David uh, was talking about, even under the old covenant, when he said, uh, "Taste and see that the Lord is good." Praise God. You see, uh, it's it's kind of like uh, knowing about an apple pie. Uh, we were giving you this example. It's, it's, it's like knowing about an apple pie. You know, you can know all there is to know about an apple pie. Uh, you can know the recipe. Uh, exactly what goes into that recipe, uh, how long to bake it. <laughs> but you know, there's something, uh, th- it's, there's a difference between you knowing about that apple pie and you actually tasting the apple pie. How many know if you've never tasted the apple pie, man, uh, you don't really know as much about that apple pie as, as you think you know. And it's the same thing with God. You see, in order for for David to say, taste and see that the Lord is good, well, that was not David merely having information about God. No, that was was God making himself real in David's heart. That That was David having a heart-to-heart encounter with the grace of God, with the love of God, with the mercy of God, with the goodness of God, with the favor of God. And it was not, guys, because David was, was perfectly keeping the law. Uh, in fact, David did not perfectly keep the law. I mean, David had some serious issues going on. Uh, adultery at one point, murder to cover up that adultery, and yet God was still able to call David a man after his own heart. Well, how can that be? 
It is because because David knew God. He knew that the law of Moses was in place at that particular time and that particular dispensation, but he knew that the true nature of God was his grace. He knew that the true nature of God was his mercy. He knew that the true nature of God was his kindness, you see. And so in order for you to have this heart knowledge of God, you got to know the grace and truth that came by Jesus. You got to know that the way that God wants to deal with you is purely by his grace. You see, uh, man was never created to function effectively apart from God. We were sharing this with you in the previous messages that, that God created man in a way where it's really necessary for man, in order for man to function effectively, man is really called to live a life of complete dependence upon God. You see, when God created Adam and Eve, they were living in continual fellowship with him. Uh, and, 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 and I shared with you as well that all the darkness that we see in the world right now is really the absence of heart knowledge of God. And so in other words, the reason there's so much darkness in the world, uh, whatever it is, you know, whether sickness, uh, poverty, people living in ungodly lifestyles, uh, the reason that that's there is because there's an absence of heart knowledge of God. In fact, I'm going to say something very bold, and that is that there's many Christians who merely have an intellectual understanding of God, but you don't really know him heart to heart, you see. And, 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 so, and so this is what, what, what Satan is afraid of. You know, there, there's some demons trembling in hell right now, man. You want to understand that, that, that Satan is terrified uh, of, of, of Christians who have heart knowledge of God. You see, when God is a living reality in your heart, that's when your identity in Christ becomes real to you. That's when you know that you know that you know that you're the righteousness of God in Him. When God is real in your heart, uh, that's when you begin to operate boldly in your authority as a believer. And so this is really uh, what it boils down to is that God wants to reveal Himself heart to heart to you. You see, God wants to be so real in your life, friend. He wants to be as real to you as the very device you're, you're listening uh, to this message on. Uh, he wants to be that real to you. And so God created man uh, to live in this intimate fellowship uh, with God. Uh, you see, what pleases God, you, you want to understand, is not your performance. It's not your uh, ability, uh, you know, to put up a perfect performance. In fact, what I'm going to show you today is that so long as you are uh, trying to perform under the law, uh, you know, you're, you're trying to get God to do things in your life based on, on your performance, or you think that you're going to be okay with God as long as you keep these 10 rules. Well, I'm going to show you today that as long as you do that, you're actually blocking God from fully revealing himself in your heart in the way that he wants to. You see, in order for God to reveal himself in your heart, you got to know that you can't live without him. <laughs> you got to know that you can't be good without him. You weren't created that way. You got to know that you can't be truly successful without him. You weren't created that way. In order for God to be real in your heart, you got to know that you can't love without first receiving his love into your heart because you weren't created that way. You were created to live in complete dependence upon God. You were created to live in intimate fellowship with your heavenly Father. Jesus said, without me you can do nothing. And then scripture also says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Some Christians 
agree on the part, you know, that we can do nothing, but they kind of get stuck there. They'll say, oh, Alex, you know, we're just sinners safe by grace and we can't really do anything. Oh, God. And, and then they kind of, uh, you know, beg God to do something in their lives. Well, hold on, friends. It's true that without him, we can do nothing. But it's also true that if you're born again, you're not without him. You see, if you're born again, man, I want you to understand he's taken up residence on the inside of you. If you're born again, you have become the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. And so, yes, without God, we can do nothing. But with him, we can do all things. Through Christ, we can do all things. And so everything in the Christian life comes down to us knowing God heart to heart. When we have the correct knowledge of God in our hearts, our lives will work. And so what I'm here to tell you today, guys, is, is that you may be, maybe you're in a situation and you're believing God for healing or you're believing God for provision or, or you're believing God for restoration in a marriage. What I'm here to tell you is that when, when you fellowship with him in this way, when, when you focus on your relationship with him, when he reveals himself in your heart, out of your heart knowledge of God, all of these other things will come heart knowledge of God is the very core and the very essence of salvation. The fruits of salvation, which is healing, which is deliverance, which is uh, provisions, which is uh, you walking in your calling that God has on your life. Those are the fruits of salvation and those actually will come out of your heart knowledge of God. You see, if you understand that, say amen. Praise God. Now, uh, let's get started with this. Let's get into this. Let's look at uh, John 17, verse 3. And this is really uh, Jesus now defining for us eternal life. Uh, this is Jesus defining for us uh, what salvation is all about. Uh, eternal life is, is not just going to heaven. No, eternal life is the Zoe life of God. It is the abundant life that Jesus has come to give us. Now, watch how he defines it. In fact, if you're there, let's read verse 3 out loud together. Ready? Read. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. He says, this is life eternal. He's not saying this is something that comes as a result of life eternal. He's saying this is it. And what does he say it is? He says, it is to know God. It is to have knowledge of God. And I submit to you, uh, this is talking about heart knowledge. Any proper knowledge, any true biblical knowledge of God is heart knowledge. We're going to look at a quite a few scriptures today that talk about knowledge of God and, and, and all of those scriptures are talking about uh, uh, heart knowledge. It's not talking about intellectually knowing about God. It's talking about you knowing him heart to heart. Look at this verse in the Amplified. I believe that makes it clear. Amplified John 17 3 says this. He says, and this is eternal life. It means to know, watch how he defines this knowing, to perceive, to recognize, to become acquainted with and to understand you, the only true and real God, and likewise to know him, Jesus, as the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, whom you have sent. And so heart knowledge of God is described in this manner. It is to perceive God. It is to recognize God. It is to be acquainted with him. It is to understand him. Praise God. And we talked about last time that this is to perceive his presence in your life. 
It is to recognize his activity in your life. It is you being acquainted with his voice. It is you understanding his nature and his character and his plans and his purposes for you, which are for good. And so to have this heart knowledge to perceive his presence means you live in a way where you know he's always with you. Now, this is not something strange or mystical. <laughs> this is simply just knowing he's always there. This is simply you uh, talking to him throughout the day. This is you when an issue comes up, uh, your first response is not, uh, oh my God, what am I gonna do? Uh, you know, and then you call up 10 friends and tell them about this horrible thing that happened. Then you make 10, uh, you know, posts all over social media. Uh, you won't believe what happened. Uh, then you go and listen to all the experts on it and they, they, they tell you how bad it is. And, you know, cousin so-and-so had this disease and they died in three weeks and, you know. No, you see, when you have heart knowledge of God, man, your first response now is, since you're aware of his presence in your life, you perceive his presence in your life, your first response is, is let, let me talk to God about this. And so in other words, uh, an issue comes up and you say, uh, Lord, uh, I got this diagnosis for, from, from the doctor. Uh, Lord, I'm really kind of uh, scared here. I, I, but, but Lord, you know, uh, your word says that I was healed by your stripes. Lord, I, I, I trust you. And, and, and you just talk to him. Amen. You, you consult with him. Lord, there's this, this unexpected bill that came up it, it, and I don't know how I'm going to pay for it. But Lord, uh, Lord, show me what to do. Lord, I know that you meet all of my needs. Lord, uh, just, just, just show me, Lord. And, and you talk to him about it, you see. Uh, so that is you perceiving his presence. You recognizing his activity is you knowing that God is always working on your behalf. How many know he's an active God? Amen. And so God shows himself active in the lives of his people. You uh, recognizing his activity means you know that even though you may not see it in the natural, behind the scenes he's at work in your life. Behind the scenes Holy Spirit is working in your life. He's arranging all things in your favor. He's, he's making all things to work together for your good. And so you recognize his activity you being acquainted with his voice means that when you talk to him, you actually now take some time to listen for his response. Because guys, you want to understand prayer is not a, a one-way conversation. Sometimes people have a hard time hearing from God. And the reason they have a hard time hearing from God is, well, because you, you, you never stop talking. You know, uh, you, 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 you pray and then you do all that stuff. And, uh, but, you know, you never take like a, a few moments to just kind of be, be quiet, you know, so that he can answer, uh, so, so that he can talk to you, you see. And so, and so part of you hearing of, from God is, is you, when you pray, take some time and quiet your heart and actually listen to what he's saying. You know, it's you just conversing with him and you listening for his response. And one of the ways you tune yourself to his voice is, is through being in his word. You know that the, the word of God is is it kind of attunes you into the right uh, uh, frequency, if you will. You know, it's like tuning into the right channel. Uh, it's like you know your mind is like a radio dial. What you focus on the most is is the channel you're going to be tuning into. And so sometimes you got to tune out of the news channel, guys, and. You want to tune into uh, the Jesus channel, praise God. <laughs> you want to tune into <clears throat> you want to tune into the Jesus channel because there's an awesome broadcast going on. There's a broadcast going on that's telling you about your identity in Christ. There's a broadcast going on that's telling you about what He's made available to you. There's a broadcast going on that's telling you that you are the healed, that you are the redeemed, that you are the delivered. Amen. And and, and so you want to tune into that broadcast by being in His Word. 
And so you can't be around negativity all the time and think that you're going to be able to recognize the voice of God. And so uh, what are you focusing on? What are you allowing into your heart? You want to tune yourself to his voice through his word, and then you want to quiet yourself every now and then when you pray and just listen. You know, we do this in our ministry. Anytime we have corporate prayer, praying in the Holy Ghost, we always end the corporate prayer time with, just us, you know, you just become quiet and you listen and you let the Holy Spirit minister to your heart. Praise God. And so you'll begin to hear his voice. And finally, to have understanding of God means you understand his nature and his character and his purposes for you. And simply put, friend, that means you understand that he is a good God. Amen. You understand that he's not responsible for the evil in the world. You understand he's not the God who makes you sick. He's not the God who makes you poor. And so you have an understanding of his nature. And out of that will come an understanding of his purposes for you. And so, guys, I trust you are catching this. All of this is, is what we define as, as heart knowledge of God. And remember, man cannot know God without knowing him in the heart. With the mind, with the intellect, we can know things about God, but if we want to truly know God, we got to know Him heart to heart. You see, the heart is the very core and the very center of who you are. Uh, remember that man is a spirit being. Man possesses a soul. Man lives in a physical body. Now your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and, and the spirit is really the real you, but uh, the heart is really the spirit and soul combination. And so the heart of man is the place within you where your spirit and soul meet. And so it's the very core and the very center of who you are. And guys, remember the Bible said that the issues of life come out of the heart. The issues of life, whatever's going on in your life, ultimately is, can be traced back to your heart. And so watch this. Man, if you want to see God showing up in your life, if you want to see the provisions of God and the promises of God coming to pass in your life. It's not a matter of you performing to try to get him to do it. No, it is a matter of you letting him into your heart because when he's in your heart, man, now he can flow out through your heart into your life. Uh, there's something profound that happens. Remember, all darkness in the world is the absence of heart knowledge of God. Well, all darkness that's in your life is, is the absence of heart knowledge of God in that area. And so, when there's an area of darkness going on, what you want to do is you want to let God in to that area. Uh, you want to let his light shine into that area. Uh, and, and, and there's something powerful that happens when that light of the knowledge of his glory, that heart knowledge of God is now shining into that area of brokenness in your life, man. And when his light shines, then the solution will show up. And simply put, what I'm saying is this, you want to just fellowship with Jesus. Uh, you want to bring Jesus into every area of your life. And, 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 and man, watch this. There's a spiritual principle at work that says that you can't fellowship with Jesus. You can't behold Jesus. You can't encounter him heart to heart without you being transformed, you see. And so you, you encounter him heart to heart. He now transforms you into the answer to the issue that you've been facing. He transforms you into the solution so that the solution can manifest in your life. You see, and so man, what I'm saying to you is, no matter what you're facing, maybe you came across this video uh, somehow by accident. Uh, well, it, it wasn't an accident. God wanted you to see this. Uh, I want you to know that whatever you're facing, the solution is not you struggling more. The solution is not you confessing the word more. 
The solution is let Jesus into your heart, man. Let him make himself real in your heart. It is impossible for Jesus to be real in your heart and to not see your life transform. Praise God. <laughs> if you understand that, say amen. Praise God. Now, it is important to understand. In fact, turn to John uh, 1, 17, uh, saying John chapter 1, 17. I just want to uh, look, I want us to look at this contrast once again uh, between the law of Moses and the grace and truth that came by Jesus. Uh, you know, because here's here's what the Lord really made clear to me, and I've been just seeing this. Is, it's just become so so obvious to me that, you know, uh, the only way that God can reveal Himself in the heart of man is through the grace and truth that came by Jesus, not through uh, the law that came by Moses. Now. Remember, we said before, the law of Moses is not incorrect. The law of Moses is incomplete. And so you, you, you can't really have God reveal himself in your heart the way he wants to by you performing under the law of Moses. The law of Moses is do good, get good, do bad, get bad. Uh, and, 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 and that's not how God wanted things to be. You see, remember, the law of Moses was never given uh, to save anybody. No, the law of Moses, God gave that law to show us our need for a savior, you see? And, and, and so the law of Moses is a perfect God giving a perfect law to imperfect man to show imperfect man that imperfect man can never perform to keep a perfect law. <laughs> and so the law just, just lets you know that you need some help, you see? And so the law is there to ultimately bring us to an end of ourselves and to bring us to Jesus. When you come to Jesus, man, now God wants to deal with you purely by his grace. Grace is unmerited favor. Grace is God being good to you, not because you earned it or deserved it. No, it's God being good to you because God is good. Because that's his true nature, man. That's who he is. And so, and so we got to understand that anytime we now mix the law and grace, uh, we're actually blocking God from revealing, our, revealing himself in, in our hearts uh, to the degree that he wants to. And I believe that's what happened in the body of Christ. In some uh, cases where uh, we've really gotten sort of hung up in having a bunch of intellectual information about God. Uh, we know principles, amen, but he hasn't yet fully become real in our hearts because we still think that it's about us performing. Uh, you know, it's, it's you know, I, I used to be at a point where I, I never really understood how uh, faith can be legalistic. You know, I, I never really understood that until recently when God just uh, gave me a deeper revelation on grace, man. And, 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 and faith becomes legalism anytime you think that it's up to you to make stuff happen. Uh, Alex, the reason this this manifested in my life is because I I confessed the word all night. You know, I stayed up all night confessing the word. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but you want to understand that everything in this new covenant is about the heart. And so, the reason you confess the word is not to try to get God to do it. The reason you confess the word is so that the word of God can be alive in your heart, so you can get that promise established in your heart. You see. You having God alive in your heart means that you got His Word alive in your heart. 
Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. And I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.